This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives. And welcome back to The Mindful and the Messy. And Sarah, what are we talking about today? We are talking about dating in your 20s. Okay, well, this is going to be interesting. So it's it's going to be good because I'm 24. And how old are you, Seth? I'm 29. So I'm hardly in there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just scraping through. <laughs> but I still am. Okay. You're still in your 20s, you are. Yeah. And so this will be cool because we have um, a bit of different perspectives that we can give about what it's like been for both of us dating in our 20s and um yeah it can reflect on dating earlier in our 20s dating now like what is the differences and even for me at 24 I can say that my dating now versus when I was just fresh 20 21 Mm -hmm. is quite different yeah and I would say it changed like that for me as well between 20 to 24 and 24 to now is a completely different game and I have a totally different perspective and different desires when it comes to dating so yeah and it's like what what you want out of dating really changes like for me for me when I was trying to think back like when I was 20 21 I was just really dating for fun like I wasn't really necessarily looking for a relationship and Mm -hmm. I definitely would use like online platforms to date or to meet people um and I guess like going out to bars and clubs you meet people there too um whereas now it's like very very different for me as well like I'm in a relationship now but like even before I got into a relationship I wasn't really like in that scene I suppose so it's it's changed even in the last few years for me I think yeah yeah I'd say like if I Back in my very early 20s, if I didn't have a boyfriend that was serious, then it was completely for fun. Um, For me, there weren't any apps at the very beginning of my 20s, so it was very much meeting people in bars and clubs, (laughs) and uh, that's it. And I kind of saw the rise of these dating apps. Like, I think Tinder came around when I was... um, maybe 22, 21, 22. So very early 20s. And even when that first came around, the way me and my friends looked at it was very much as a tool for fun and meeting tons of people. (laughs) Not, you know, keeping it to people who I thought were going to be my husbands in the future, but just for fun. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's um I mean Tinder I guess was for me as well like the first app that I used and I again it was the same thing it was like just for fun like I wasn't using it thinking that I was gonna find like a boyfriend or a serious partner or anything which was fine it was like fun but also kind of like I feel like the amount of times I would actually go on a date with these people was not even that frequent either like it was more yeah. of a it was it was just weird whereas I've used Bumble which um, my last relationship actually, which lasted for a year, we actually met via Bumble. So that was a bit more of a, what I would consider it like a more dating platform, but yeah. I don't even know these, like 
that was like two years ago. So I didn't even know like even now if Bumble's changed to more like Tinder or is it more serious? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but it is, there's always been that uh, different per- perception. I remember when Bumble came around, it was like, oh, this is the app you use if you actually want yeah. a partner, you know, you're not Tinder's just for hooking up, Yeah, which it, to be honest, I know couples who are married or are getting married who have met on both platforms, mm. um, wow. which is interesting because before that, the only form I can think of is like plenty of fish and online websites. Like yeah. that's the only yeah. way people would meet online. And it yeah. wasn't, it was pretty rare, Yeah, I think. Whereas now it just, it seems like you almost have that pressure on you that like if you do want to find a partner and you want to date in today's day and age and you don't already have a partner that you need to be online Mm. it's interesting it's so true and so we did our polls which we do most times for these episodes on Instagram and we asked um, you know do people prefer to meet online or in person and 100% of the people who voted on my poll said they prefer to meet in person which yeah I'm like so everyone would prefer to meet in person yet it doesn't happen like it just it doesn't really happen these days it's very rare like imagine if you were just I mean I used to fantasize about this like just being at some cafe and just like having a coffee by yourself or whatever and some cute guy coming up to you or girl and like striking up a conversation and like being like, mm-hmm. do you want to go on a date? I was like, wow, that just like, for me, that's never happened. Never have I ever had that experience. It's always been like somebody will message you, like even before the dating apps, it was like they would message you on Instagram or on Facebook or yeah. text you or I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, the only person I can think of that I met organically was when I was working before any of these apps and before my 20s when I was working at A&W and uh, someone came through the drive-thru and asked me on a date and all this and they ended up being kind of a stalker so great (laughs) it didn't work out Um, and I guess like I met my partner now pretty organically but in a bar still yeah not in you know like you say a cafe it was organic but To be honest, I feel kind of lucky when I think, like, Mm. that's how we met. Because you're right, it doesn't seem to be the norm now. And and yet, I do agree, and it was the same on my poll, 100%. Mm. I think people yearn for that organic, in-person meeting versus on an app, yet feel the need to use the app. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so cute how you guys met like that that's really nice and and I feel like it's not super common um me and my partner now we we've known each other since we were like 16 we we do martial arts mm-hmm. together but we I guess we spoke on Instagram and stuff but I guess it wasn't the same as online dating and stuff like we would hang out in in real life and then we started talking on Facebook and stuff but we already knew each other so it was kind of not the same as meeting someone online for the first time. But oh, um, I do really think that the whole thing about meeting someone online is that there's a lot of, I feel like there's pressure taken off in a sense that 
you're behind a screen and, you know, the rejection is probably a lot less painful, you know, via yeah. messenger than in person. Um, and, yeah, I guess it's just a bit of a safety thing and, and you can, I don't know. I guess it's, I, I think it's maybe a lot to do with that and a lot to do with that, the fact that everything is online these days. Um, yeah. So it just kind of goes with that. I think it, you're right. It's probably easier to be a little bit more risky or put yourself out there or say something you wouldn't normally say because, like you say, there's a screen there. And also it is just really a part of our culture now and even part of capitalism, I would say, which yeah. might be getting, you know, pretty deep. But there is this element of online dating on these apps where it's like you have an endless amount of choice almost and you have all these options and you're almost consuming people like you're before you really know them yeah it's but it can work out and we're all over the world now as well like more than ever before people are everywhere right so there is like this element of it it just makes sense with our society but also yeah I don't know yeah I never liked it (laughs) yeah and I think what you were just just something I was thinking about when you were saying that then like we're consuming people almost is like Mm -hmm. you when I'm just thinking back to when I used the app it's like you could learn stuff about a person before really having to invest in them at all like yeah. You know, because they write like a little bio and who they are or what they do or what they like or whatever. So you already get like a snapshot view of this person, which is very surface level, obviously, before you decide whether or not you're going to talk to them or, or whatever. Whereas like when you meet someone in your real life, it's like that figuring out process of mm. a natural organic communication of figuring out whether or not you like this person. Whereas online, it's like... <laughs> I don't know, you can stalk people so easily on, like, Instagram and stuff these days. So it's just, like, you already know so much about this person before even meeting them. Like, it's odd. (laughs) And as you're you're saying that, I'm wondering what this does for our self-worth. If you look at it from the point of being the person creating the bio, which I've been that person, and you're trying to, like, make sure you have something that's appealing to people and you pick photos that are appealing to people. It's almost the same thing as what we were talking about, about like body image on social media. You're really trying to curate this version of yourself that's going to be validated by people outside, right? People who are not, you don't know. And I just wonder if that actually takes a toll on you then thinking you have to be this version of yourself, which might not actually represent all of the layers that you have. Yeah, that's a great point. And also I'm just thinking of like when I've gone on dates via meeting people online um, or when I, for instance, when I met my ex online and we first like met up and stuff like that. I remember feeling really, really nervous and looking at my photos that I had had on the profile being like, do I look like that? Like, do I like, you know what I mean? Like really being like, yeah. whereas I feel like maybe a reason as to why people want to just be um, like, they want people to meet them in real life and just strike up a conversation. And if they like them, go on a date is because there's no false pretenses as to who they are. It's like, you like me right now and I'm just like 
sitting in a cafe, you know what I look like, you know what I've told you, you know, it's maybe like a bit more relaxed because they just don't have mm-hmm. these expectations to live up to because they don't really know anything about them yet. Yeah, it's almost just like being seen versus yes. putting yourself out there as like what you think is the ideal version of you and might not be the complete you. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's like a lot to it. And I really think like our generation and I mean, maybe the reason we say dating in your 20s, I think it's very different now than it has been before. And that it's a whole other level of things we're needing to deal with to navigate it. Mm. There's a lot to it. And and to be honest, I feel like it's probably only going to get more online. Like, I have no idea what people are doing now if you're trying to date during COVID. If anyone is listening and you're dating during COVID, please message us. I would so love to know how it's been and, like, have you been doing like Zoom dates? Like what's been happening? Like that would be so interesting to know. Let's have a look at some of the other questions that I asked you all on Instagram. Um, so have you ever had a relationship come from online dating? Most people said no. So 70% of people said no. Um, 30% said yes. So I have, um, but I've only had the one relationship like proper committed relationship come out of online. Have you ever had one, Sarah? I don't remember what you voted. Not that, not that I can remember. Um, you know, I'm 29 now, so <laughs> it's been a while. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> no, I don't remember, but I, like I said, I know people who have, so there are instances of it really working out. I've definitely, like, had been talking to people for a long time, and it seemed like maybe it was turning into something but then I don't know this element of choice Mm. I think has a huge part of it because it's like it I almost feel like in the back of my head all of the time I was like oh maybe there's someone better like maybe you know I should keep swiping and they seem cool but I should keep looking and it's like again very capitalistic like yeah always looking for more and feeling like you need something better and you need to be better and need to have better um that's what I remember feeling like anyway yeah, I've definitely definitely felt like that and the apps lead themselves to that feeling that's kind of mm-hmm. in the way they are created is just one it's like addiction almost in a yeah. way it's like one more swipe and I might find the right person it's like oh it's like a bit, yeah. a bit crazy like that and and to be honest there is that real thing about maybe there is somebody better out there for me. And it's like that very kind of feeling of not feeling 100%, 100% satisfied. I think that at the, now I don't feel that anymore with my partner. I don't feel like, oh, maybe there's somebody else better out there. It's like I'm, I, I don't feel that. But I think, to be honest, why I don't feel like that is because I'm not – expecting or wanting him to fulfill these things that I don't think Mm -hmm. that I have yeah and I think that just from you know doing self-work and and all this kind of stuff which can take years of of feeling like you um enough self-love basically for yourself without having anyone else needing to fill these spaces for you is why maybe I don't feel like oh there might be something else better out there or this or that or whatever Yeah. And I think that's, 
you know, regardless of whether you're online dating or not, or whether it works for you or not, I think that's the main ticket Mm. is exactly what you just said. You really have to do the work on yourself first and realize that you're enough and that you don't need anything outside of yourself, including a partner to be enough. And that's like one of the deepest levels of healing work that any of us can do. Mm. And a lot of us struggle with it. And I, I think you're right. Once you can work through the layers of that, which dating triggers a lot of it, mm. um, a lot of the feeling not good enough. And, yeah. But once you can navigate that, then, yeah, I think you do begin to be more content with what you have and yeah. and also feel like you don't need anything outside of yourself. Yeah, definitely. And and also to say, like, um, you know, some people, for instance, um, somebody replied, I said, you know, in a few words, describe what is dating in your 20s been like. And someone just said fun. And so it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like dating is super serious. It can be like you're experimenting or you're figuring mm-hmm. more stuff about who you are, especially if you're like 20, 21 or whatever, really young. You're figuring out who, who what kind of pi- uh, person you like, who you're compatible with, um, even like your sexuality. Like it can be a real mm-hmm. time of exploration and stuff like that, which I think is great. And maybe the online dating helps that in in being able to find people so there I'm sure there are definitely benefits to the online dating as well yeah and I think that's a good point like especially talking about dating in your 20s your 20s really is this time of exploration like you're saying it's this time where we we have so many different experiences and we go into these deeper parts of ourself in so many different ways it's like for a lot of people the first time when they're away from either where they grew up, maybe, or, like, their parents, or, you know, it's just this time of freedom and exploration, so that's a beautiful thing about dating in your 20s, it almost is just, like, another element of that self-exploration and figuring out who you are and what you want, and it's, like you said, it's okay for it to be that. Yeah, definitely, and I think, to be honest, I've learned a lot from dating in my earlier 20s about what I do and don't like, and also a lot of lessons as to what I will and won't put up with as well in mm-hmm. in, in relationships or in dating or um, just learning more about myself as in in a relationship um, or yeah. in, a, in a dating scenario. So I um, I think it was really good that I did a, you know a relative a lot of dating um, in my earlier twenties because it taught me a lot about dating now. Um, yeah. So it gave me good lessons. Um, which was good. Um, what are some other questions we asked? Oh, this one, I want to know your perspective on this air. Have you ever felt any pressures to start having kids and getting married? Yes. <laughs> so when did you feel that? When did you think that pressure started for you? I don't know. Like, I always, so I actually wasn't, like, I had serious boyfriends that were like, lasted a couple years or whatever a year whatever but between those relationships I was like super single all the time and like having fun and um but I did feel pressure to be in a relationship especially Mm -hmm. as I got older I felt like if I wasn't 
Um, it's going to look like, what's wrong with me? Why, you know, don't I have a partner? Um, so I, that was the initial pressure that I felt. And I would say probably that was there throughout my entire twenties feeling like, cause I did take a lot of time for myself and just to have fun, which is exactly what I needed. And I'm so happy I did it. But when I was in those times, I did feel pressure. Like it, it looked bad on me if I wasn't in a relationship. Um, I'd say probably, it's probably changed for me in the last three years, maybe, is when I've started to feel a bit more pressure to, if I'm not married, it looks like why, again, same thing, what's wrong with me, it just goes back to that, um, I think that aligns with now more of my friend's are getting married or are married and are having kids. Yeah. So as that happens, and I'm from a very, very small town. So um, that's like a lot of, a lot of people do get married and have kids early on, which is, you know, completely okay. But I just was never really yeah. felt like that was my path. Um, and yet I felt the pressure. My mom's, my mom and dad's friends are becoming grandparents. They want to be grandparents, you know, and that, They don't put a lot of pressure on me, but I know they want that. Um, And I would say where I'm at now, it's changed to the point where I want it. Yeah. That can be different for everyone, obviously, but I'm at the point now where it feels like my ovaries are screaming at me. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'd say I'm probably putting pressure on myself, like in a way that I, I know I want this now which I didn't think I would in my early 20s but now I do Mm. and it feels like that pressure is more coming from myself yeah Mm, very interesting and it's do you know what it's so funny because for me as well same similar kind of thing as to so when I left high school so when I was 18 I didn't actually I wasn't in a relationship for another like four and a half years I didn't have Mm -hmm. a boyfriend I like dated and I would never call any of the guys that I dated in those four years my boyfriend. They were just like some slightly more serious dating than others, but it was never like fully committed relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had lots of fun and dated new people and, and all that kind of stuff. And I traveled a lot. Um, But I worked at a cafe and I remember like even people I worked with or whatever would be like, Oh, why don't you have a boyfriend? you're so pretty. Why don't you have a boyfriend? Yeah. All this shit. And I was like, so over it, so over it to the point that I was like, believing it myself. Why don't I have a boyfriend? Like, should I have a boyfriend? Do I need a boyfriend? Like the absolute shit that I got for not having a boyfriend was ridiculous. And I just remember being so sick of people Mm -hmm. asking me and I remember getting quite annoyed and really being quite blunt with people when one of the first questions they would ask me would be like, so how's your love life? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing all this other cool shit in my life. Like I just traveled, I just started business and you were asking me, like, how's my love life? Do I have a boyfriend? Like that's what you think is the most important thing in my life to ask me about. It really got to me. And it was just like for yeah, around four years of just this <laughs> same dialogue, people asking me the same kind of questions. And it's interesting yeah. that they 
were kind of, I guess, measuring my worth by whether or not I was in a relationship. Yeah. And it's, it is frustrating because we are, that might be something to do specifically with women too, in a way is that, you know, for a while there, women were considered property of their fathers or husbands and your worth was determined on who you married and what, what family you married into and all of that. Um, and that's like a pretty, it's a pretty heavy thing to reclaim back, but I think something that's happening more and more. Um, but yeah, like it definitely plays into society even today because I know my grandparents even would ask me like, so like, when do you think you'll get married? And it's just like this expectation that is falling away and yet also still exists. And it can be hard because then you can, if you have any sort of, you know, issues with self-worth that you're dealing with on your own, it can be like evidence that you use towards that of you not being good enough. Yeah, I know. And what I also think is interesting um, going back to talking about women is um, the difference in when women are choosing to have kids at this day and age. Mm-hmm. So I know quite mm-hmm. a few people um, that are having kids quite young, so around my age at the moment. Um, and they're either pregnant or they've had a kid. I know um, a friend of mine who has two kids and she's my age. And so that's like what in my mind is relatively young. Um, but on mm-hmm. the other side of the spectrum, I know a lot of people who are like having kids in their late thirties and it's like, there's two ends of this spectrum that's kind of happening. And it would just be interesting to see in the future, which way does it flip? Like, is it more women yeah. waiting to have kids in like, you know, Are they waiting to establish a career or do they not want kids at all? Um, I know quite a few environmental people don't want to have kids at all because of not wanting to burden the planet with more people, which I used to share that same view of me not wanting kids because of that. Um, My views have since changed. I think I'm far too maternal and clucky not to want to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I know people who who have women who have that view and, and don't want kids, which is completely fine as well um so it's just interesting I wonder which way the universe is gonna go yeah and it's like it you're right it's definitely changing and I think as women have more freedom yes you know that is part of our freedom to make that choice whether we want kids or not and when we're going to have them um and it's becoming possible more and more to have them at a later age and it's also okay if you do want to have them younger right like yeah of course it is it's yeah, yeah it just become it's become, becoming more of our choice and yet the pressure is still there and it probably won't go away for a while mm. um but again I think it goes back to what you said about doing the work you know on yourself and healing yourself and realizing you are the only person who can fill those holes within yourself rather than looking to appeasing others and to being what you think society wants out of you yeah Um, exactly yeah yeah because the societal pressure may stay there but it's kind of like any pressure people are going to have their opinions they're going to tell you their opinions we all know that but it's up to you whether or not you choose to listen to them and um yeah take it on in your life or are you just gonna do what's right for you and you know the people you love and and your family or whatever Um, yeah 
So it's a big topic. Let's see what other questions I had for people. <laughs> Who pays on the first date? I was really interested in uh, this. So I, I, I wanted to know, um, I didn't want to just say, you know, the, the guy or the girl because um, as people. There's all, all types yeah, of relationships. there's all types of relationships. So I just said, you know, I do or the other person, like whoever, right. whoever that is. Um, and so most people who voted I do were men. Right. And, um, most people who voted the other person were women. So I am not, that doesn't give me a great, like, I'm not really sure. Somebody replied to me personally though and said, who are, whoever asked to go on the date, but it isn't a hard rule. So if I initiated the date, if I was like, Sarah, let's go on a date. She and was saying that I would pay, which um, I kind of get that for me. Um, when did I? I'm trying to think. So when me and my current partner started dating, I don't actually remember. I think I paid on the first date. I was yeah. Gone. I was like, yeah, I'll get this. <laughs> I think. Do you a, think you did that though? It's like a <laughs> trying a little, to turn think, it over. I think it was a little bit of a rebellious feminist yeah. movement of Roxy I'm not gonna lie it's probably like <laughs> yeah yeah it was probably more of that but um I know that as we continued uh to date we did a lot of like uh split the bill and yeah. I kind of find splitting the bill probably what a lot of people do um if you continue to date um mm-hmm. it just makes things more affordable and it's like not too awkward and stuff I guess yeah um but yeah it's because I guess that notion of the man paying for the man paying for the bill is also goes back to the man a earning more money and being like the breadwinner if we go back to Mm -hmm. you know yeah whatever and it's it's that kind of thing but um Again, I think maybe men who pay, it's, it's not from that position of like, yeah, I earn more money than you or I am in more power. It's maybe from a, that's what they think is more respectful to do. Or like the, yeah. the do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't yeah, think it's necessarily from a bad right. place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even like, I know in the past there's been this thing in the back of my head that like, if the guy doesn't pay, then it's bad that he doesn't pay, yeah. you know, yeah, even yeah. though I totally think it's like and mostly now like again we split the bill or it's like whatever money is combined now it doesn't really matter but there's still this thing in my head that like the guy makes these decisions I guess Mm -hmm. yeah which is harmful and um even when you were saying like oh the person who asked the person to go on the date is the one who pays and I was like yeah that's cool and then I was thinking oh but even like I mean, this is obviously talking about heterosexual relationships mostly because that's what I know. But there's this expectation that the man asks the woman on the date even. Yeah. Which I know is changing. But there's still these different perceptions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? There, There are these old notions in our head. And to be honest, like some of them I think, I, I guess it's the intention behind them. Yeah. If a guy if a guy asked me out on a date, um, I wouldn't necessarily look at it in a bad, weird power play kind of move. Yeah. I would just accept it for him doing that. But um, it's interesting to kind of think about 
where these things come from. And to be honest, the cool thing about Bumble was that the women had to initiate the conversation. So, yeah, yeah, that was that kind of like more women taking the steps to initiate conversation and initiate um, the dating and stuff like that, which, yeah. Like flipping it over a bit. Yeah, exactly. What else did we have? Oh, yeah. Do you have any rules around intimacy on the first date? Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, the options were, yep, wait until third date, etc. Like, whatever you've seen, those rom-com movies, like, don't, don't, the guy would be like, I'm not going to call the girl for two days. I don't know, whatever. Like, rules like that. Or, um, nope, do whatever I wrote as well, like, depends on the vibe. So, um, oops, where did I go? So th- 93% of people said, nope, do whatever. And only 7% of people said, yep, uh, like I have rules. Kind Interesting. Of Interesting. So from from my perspective, I would be the one to vote, nope, do whatever. Because mm-hmm. for me, I think it's um, it entirely depends on the connection and, the, and, yeah. and how you feel about that person and, and if it's the right thing. It doesn't mean that every time on a first date you're going to and I wrote intimacy, so it can mean anything. So whether it's just kissing yeah. or if that's sleeping with each other, it doesn't matter, like just whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it really just depends on the person and the situation and the date and how comfortable you feel and, and also what your intentions maybe are behind it, like what are you kind of wanting out of it. Um, whereas I also understand that other people, maybe they, they really uh, have certain things around wanting to to wait and that's I think it's empowering maybe decision from whichever way you do it it's it's as long as it's your choice and you're yeah. choosing to not or you choosing to do it um yeah yeah I agree and I think I actually did follow a lot of those rules in my head or had them in the back of my head especially like don't have sex with someone until yeah. the third date at least or whatever and that definitely still is a thing that people talk about like I'm thinking we had friends over the other night and they were talking about someone who sleeps with people on the first date all the time and how like that's a problem because no one wants to see her after that and all of this Mm. and so it's definitely still this idea in people's heads at least like with people my age um and yet I totally I was the person as well who said it depends on the vibe and in practice, that's what I've followed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if the vibes are good, the vibes are good. And exactly. Like, yeah. But again, yeah, if you want to, you're right. It's totally a choice. Whatever feels right for you, if that's what you're choosing to do, as long as you're not doing something because you feel pressured to do it, then yeah, yeah that's you have also, your power. Yeah. I, I, I think that's really important to, to say is that, um, if you are like, yep, do whatever, make sure that it is coming from a place of like, yeah, if you want to sleep with this person on the first date, that it's coming from a place that you actually want to and you're not yeah. feeling pressure from that other person. Um, yeah. Yeah. So completely, I think it is, yeah, up to the individuals as long as it's all consensual and everybody's on the same page and yeah, do whatever you want. And if you also want to follow these rules, if you feel more comfortable in not doing it, which I know a lot of people who wouldn't want to be so intimate with someone as to have sex with them on the first date, or third date, or mm-hmm. fifth date, or whatever. That's so fine as well. Again, it's yeah, your choice. Completely. It's, it's good to um, 
to check in with yourself and um yeah and just see what feels good for you yeah um okay so this one will be good for you Sarah well like to hear your opinion on this so I wrote people in their late 20s or 30s how different is dating now at the age you are versus when you were say 20 yeah I mean it's definitely changed like and like I've really like I said at the beginning I've seen this rise of apps it was kind of this abrupt change abrupt change um I feel like when I was 20, it was just, like, going out, and yeah. I like to party. I still do a little bit, I yeah. guess. Not yeah. like that, but um, that was really all it was about, or meeting people through friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the dating apps came around, and it was completely about that, and mm-hmm. still going out to bars and meeting people that way. Um, and as, I, as I've gotten older, it's definitely become more of a draw to just, like, meet someone in settings that I actually align with. Like, I don't align with being in the bar or clubs anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that's not where I'd, you know, want to meet someone. Mm-hmm. And yet the person I'm with, I met at a bar. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like you know. a bar is a bit different to, like, a doof-doof club, though. Like Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. I can be pretty tight. Yeah. Like, I definitely felt way more down about it, I guess, like the older I got. And I think getting into my late 20s, I started to feel like, am I ever going to find this person? And again, going back to the pressure, it just felt like there was a lot more pressure on it. Um, And I think it does almost like, in a way, it feels harder. Because you want to meet people in a different way and it's, yet there's all these other apps and stuff and you just don't know how to actually do it. And the, the way that I found relief was just like releasing any attachment to an outcome and just trusting like I was going to get what I wanted and it was going to happen how it happened. And I just had to like follow my gut, Mm. Uh, which I know probably to people who are in the mess of it right now and like not really feeling confident around it that probably is like yeah easy to say but yeah. that's honestly how it changed for me I just had to trust it was gonna happen and then it did yeah exactly and and just back to the pressures of like will I ever find someone and like and all that kind of stuff for women as well I mean unfortunately there is that you know if you are wanting kids there is that um in the back of your mind, biological pressure of yeah of just as as human beings and as women, you know, wanting to have kids before a certain age, it's just um, less risky. You know, the more the older you get to have the first kid, the risk there's you know more risks involved with yourself yeah. and the baby and stuff like this. Um, so you know, yeah, I know there's the, also that pressure of just like the unspoken thing of if you are wanting kids, it's like that that pressure of your biological clock or whatever people call it and yeah and so I feel like yeah dating can be stressful <laughs> which is such mm-hmm. a shame but it can be fun so this person who said yeah dating in their 20s has been fun I know them and I know they're in their young 20s so they're obviously in that in that part where we've both been through where it is super fun and you are discovering yourself and all these kinds of things but um yeah the role of the dating apps is definitely change things because everyone in the polls said they would rather meet someone in person yet yeah nobody is doing it you're not meeting people in in real life and you're not just striking up a conversation and 
I also get that because it's not like I would like I would prefer to meet people in person, but it's not like I went around and started like hitting on guys and like going yeah. up to them and be like, hey, you want a date? Like, yeah. also if it, if it's that if we still have that mentality, just speaking from a hetero perspective of a woman wanting a guy to approach her and a guy to yeah. ask out her on a date then you're put you're kind of in this position where you don't feel like you can be the one to go and initiate it whereas yeah I would feel like guys might want that I don't know I haven't I haven't asked them but they might want girls to also be the ones they might be like I, I don't want to always be the one to initiate it you know guys are, yeah not all of them are confident and whatever like they might be shy and they want somebody to come and ask them on a date so um and that actually like in my relationship I was the one to initiate it um which going back to what you're saying it's completely not something I ever did or felt comfortable doing I'm like I can be a pretty passive person um but for some reason I did yeah (laughs) and it it worked out really well so yeah, so yeah, me, it's also about that having the the yeah. confidence to do it. And yeah, I was just gonna say for me in in my current relationship, I was <laughs> I was definitely the one who initiated everything. And um, it was like, if girls, if you if you're if you feel confident and you want to initiate conversation or the dating, go for it. Because I felt super empowered doing it as well. I was like, yeah, this is like yeah. Like kind of you know what you want, and you're like gonna take yeah. a risk and ask them out. But like I've also been rejected, and it's not nice. Like being rejected is like not a, a great feeling to have. So it's understandable as to why people choose to go online more these days. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect point to go back to what you were saying again. It's like doing that self work, that self healing. Yeah. Um. Like rejection does happen and it does hurt, but why does it hurt? What Mm -hmm. is it bringing up in you? Where does that come from? And looking at it as something within yourself that you can heal and it doesn't have to be about the other person. They rejected you. Okay. But there's something in me that hurts Mm -hmm. because they did that or, you know, in a response to them doing that. So how do I work with that? How do I heal that? How do I learn to give myself whatever I'm looking for from that person. And that's like the true work. It is. And that's such a great point. Do you know, I did this thing, which I don't know if this will help anyone, but um, when I had broken up with my ex and um, I did this thing where I wrote down all the things I would want in like an ideal guy. And I wrote mm-hmm. down all the traits that I'm like, find really attractive or I wanted in a guy. And then I wrote down, I circled all the traits that I think in this guy that I have, this imaginary guy mm. that I think is amazing. So I would circle all the ones that I think I've had and I would put a little cross to the ones that all the ones that I think I didn't have. And so I looked at the ones with the little crosses next to them and I was like, how can I embody these things? Oh, I love that. Because I realized that this person, this fake person that I was looking for, or, you know, like an ideal guy or whatever, these traits that I thought that I didn't have in myself that I wanted them to have was so that I could somehow have them through this person. And Mm -hmm. so instead of actually embodying them myself, I was seeking them from another. So it's like 
right little holes in yourself that you're trying to fill with a different person so I did the work to try and feel whole and complete without feeling like I need somebody to come in and be that person to fill xyz and it it worked because you feel like you don't you don't need another person to make you feel whole you're already whole yeah just a human that you want to share experiences with and, and they've got their own things and they're a completely different person but you can lift each other up and you can have similar traits or not but it's yeah it wasn't I came away from wanting somebody else to try and feel this thing inside me that I think I didn't have myself yeah and that's absolutely beautiful like I think that's actually something that's great to leave people with is yeah if you're concerned about dating in your 20s it's almost like come back to dating yourself like exactly what rocks did like can you do that for yourself because that will change your life whether you're in your 20s or 30s it's beautiful definitely and dating yourself I love that you just said that because I was just gonna (laughs) I was just gonna end with saying take yourself out on a date like go for a coffee date by yourself like spend some time with yourself and really learn to love yourself and and learn more about yourself um yeah and yeah and things will work out for sure yeah and that's how you put the mindful in the messy exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh well thanks guys for listening into this one I really like talking about this this was fun yeah Um, and tune in next week for another interesting topic about relationships and yeah we'll chat to you guys soon Thanks for listening to The Mindful and The Messy. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on Instagram, Roxy Rogan, which is R-O-G-A-N, and Sarah is at Sacred by Sarah. Thanks so much and talk again soon.